the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get 200 bucks in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGP and app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, May the 17th, and me and Moon up and Dylan are here to handicap the MLB slate for Wednesday, May the 18th. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford, and I have already name-checked our guests, uh, Old Money, Moonaf Manji in Texas. Moonaf, how are you doing? Doing well. Uh, today's gotten off to a good start. I took the uh, Dylan Cease over strikeout prop. Uh, it was at six and a half, a little bit juiced. I bought it up to seven, but he's at nine right now. So a good start to the day compared to what we had yesterday. Excellent. Uh, and also joining us, uh, D-Rock, Dylan Rockford in space. And he's got his Tom Brady T-shirt on. That means he means business. I've worked Dylan out. He means business when he's got Tom Brady on his chest. How are you doing, Dil? I'm doing well. Good to be with you, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, a lot of games to get into for tomorrow. I am. I like to go by a saying, you're either hot or you're due, and I'm I'm due. I've had a rough seven days, but I think we all turn it around. The Mets are leading right now through five innings, so hopefully we get on the winning side to start the day. Yeah, we uh, we recorded the 100th episode uh, of the MLB Gambling Podcast yesterday, and as a fitting tribute, we stunk the players out between us, uh, us three and Noah. Uh, we all gave a log dog and a total and yeah, pretty much got everything wrong. The, the Blue Jays hit. Uh, so we got two two locks, two for three on the locks. Um, but that was pretty much it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know you wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, that means, however, the only way is up, boys. Uh, so episode 102, this is going to be the one that they talk about in years to come uh, when they're building statues to us. Um, yeah, full slate of games. So we will start with, let me see, the first game tomorrow is a 110 Eastern first pitch. And that is the Detroit Tigers at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez goes for Detroit. And Drew Rasmussen goes for Tampa Bay. Uh, Detroit are plus 145, uh, plus 155, sorry. Tampa Bay minus 170. The over-under is set at six and a half. Uh, Erod going for the Tigers. Erod's one and two. Has a 372 ERA. Has started seven games, pitched 38 and two-thirds with 34 strikeouts. Rasmussen has a record of three and one, 267 ERA. Also seven games started, uh, 33 and two-thirds, 27 Ks. He's got a whip down at 0.92, which is impressive. Um, Erod settled down a little bit, which I'm pleased about. He had a shaky start in new surroundings, which is fair enough. Um, only given up one earned run in his last 13 innings. Um against Baltimore and Houston. Um, Rasmussen only given up one earned run in his last three starts. Um, the under was my initial thought, but it's down to six and a half. I mean, we talked, I think Noah talked a little bit over the last couple of days about the Detroit bullpen being okay. Uh, so you're thinking that Erod, both starters can go okay. They can turn over the Detroit pen. I thought the under six and a half was too skinny. Um I wrote down Tampa Bay. I saw minus 130 earlier on. Um, now that's shifted to minus 170. So I'm a little bit, uh, I'm scratching my head here to find a, to find a reasonable pick. The books seem to be on it. Um, I, I can't take the over. I can't give out Tampa Bay at minus 170. So as it stands, uh, I've got a little bit of a no bet. Um, I wonder if either of you two boys can help me out. Moonaf, uh, Detroit at Tampa Bay tomorrow. What do you think of this? Yeah, not much for me here either, Malcolm. Uh, agree with everything that you said. Uh, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez seemed to have found a little bit of form here with the Detroit Tigers. Tampa Bay with Drew Rasmussen. Again, you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I can't get behind a price of minus 170 range either for the Rays. Um, 
And we talked about Tigers bat are struggling, but not much for me here either. If I had a forced lean, if you could find a seven, maybe take the under there, but at six and a half, it's a no bet. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dylan, anything for you there? Yeah, I actually saw that opening line of minus 130 for the Rays, and I snagged that real yeah. quick. Now now it's at to minus 170. I would never tell anyone to lay that kind of juice, but I actually do like the over. I set my total at 7.6. Uh, I know Rasmussen's on the bump, and he's been great, but Rodriguez, he's been known to give up some runs on the road. I'm hoping we get a bounce-back start from the Rays and their offense. So I, I do like the over 6.5 as well. I like Rays and over 6.5. Yeah, I hate giving out to no bet, especially uh, top of the show leading off. But yeah, that minus one thirty. Yeah, that was a that was a blinking you'll miss. It. I'm pleased you saw that, Dylan, because uh, I, I was beginning to think I might have imagined it when I've seen the line now uh, up at minus one seventy. So yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, maybe some uh, strikeout props on Rasmussen, or maybe a first five. But yeah, early impressions, nothing doing. Uh, next up is a one ten Eastern first pitch between the Atlanta Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers. Max Fried. Goes for Atlanta and Corbin Burns gets the start for Milwaukee. The lines are uh, Atlanta are plus 130. The Brewers are minus 145. It's another six and a half total. Uh, Moonaf, um, Braves at the Brewers. Yeah, another great pitching matchup here uh, between these two guys, Max Fried and Corbin Burns. Um, I'll start with Max Fried here, Malcolm. He's so far four and two on the season. A 3.14 ERA and whip of 0.98. Um, and he's been pretty solid um, throughout the season. I know he had a, a rough start last uh, last time out against the uh, Padres, but other than that, he's been he's been really good for the um, for the Atlanta Braves. These two these two pitchers actually did match up back on May seventh. I think uh, I think the Atlanta Braves got the victory there, three to two, uh, and like you mentioned, also Corbin Burns on the mound for um, for the um, sorry the Brewers, and he's again been really good for them. He just hasn't gotten the run support. And if you kind of take a look at his numbers too, they've been outstanding for the Brewers so far on the season. He's only one and two, but his ERA is at one point seven seven, WHIP of point uh, seven nine, fifty seven strikeouts. He's been absolutely fantastic. He is. His first start was against the Chicago Cubs way back on April 7th, but he hasn't given up more than three, sorry, more than two earned runs in those last six starts um, in that span. Strikeouts are there for him as well. Um, he doesn't walk a lot of batters. I would lean towards the under or the first five under in this game as well. Um, I know it's at six and a half right now, but I'm so comfortable laying the under here. And again, I think the Brewers have really struggled against left-handed pitching. I, I do also lean with the Braves if you want to look at that money line as well. For the Braves, I think you might get some um, value there. But Max Fried has been good on the road so far this season as well. Um, I'm trying to pull up his splits here for uh, for his home and away splits. Give me one second here. Yeah, on the road so far this season, ERA of 1.38 and a whip of 0.46. And he's faced some pretty defenses. Uh, sorry, uh, pretty good offenses on the road. He had the Dodgers. Uh, back on April 19th, seven shutout innings, only allowed two hits. And against uh, Dylan's Mets, he went six innings, four hits, and only gave up two earned runs. So I'd lean with the under, and I'd probably lean with the Braves here as well. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this Freed against Burns? Yeah, I was able to get the Brewers on the opening line of minus 125 on the money line. Uh, I see at minus 140. That'd probably be my buying point. I just think the Brewers have the pitching advantage with Burns on the mound. He went up against the Braves, like Munoff said a few weeks ago, six innings, one run, giving up seven strikeouts. But I agree with the first five under. I, I like that play because I do think the Brewers and Max Fried both have similarities and they both faced each other last week. And the, the bats are struggling for both teams right now. So overall, I would take the uh, Brewers full game, but I do like the first five under. Um, this is another kind of early bird special because I, I had a over under of eight. Uh when I handicapped oh. these games around about five hours ago. Yeah, I know. And that's got to six and a half again. Because um, I wrote down two words, pitchers duel. Uh, also, um, Willie Adamas is carrying uh, a bit of a knock, I think, for the Brewers. And he's been one of their hot bats recently as well. Uh, that would just sort of help shade it uh, towards it being lower scoring for me. Um, Max Fried's been dead steady. Uh, Burns isn't giving up runs. So an under eight, I was delighted to take an under six and a half. 
I don't know. So for the second game in a row, um, again, the first five unders, um, I agree, I co-sign on that one. So yeah, we're looking at the pitches, Jules, so try and find something that you like around there. Uh, but again, the, the under eight's gone, so so I've lost the value in that one. Uh, next up, we have the San Francisco Giants at the Colorado Rockies. Uh, that is a 3 10 Eastern first pitch. It's Logan Webb for the Giants, and it's Kyle Freeland uh, going for Colorado. Um, the Giants are minus 155 on the money line. Colorado plus 140. The over or under is at 10 and a half. Uh, Dylan lead us off with the Giants at the Rockies. Is it uh, is it the blind the blind betting of Colorado at all? No, I don't know about this. Uh, this one actually was a really tough one to handicap. I did make the Giants a minus one fifty favorite. So right now it's a stay away and wait to see if the Lions move in our favor. But as for the total, I set mine at a ten point four. So right at ten and a half, I would lean over before I lean under. Just because the Rockies are a good over team at home, 12 and 8, 7 and 3 in their last 10 toward the over, depending on what your closing line was. Uh, also, with Kyle Freeland, he's actually better on the road than at home, over a 6 ERA, 19 runs given up, 8 walks in just 25 innings. I think with the success the Giants have against this team, and they're 7 and 3 in their last 10, while the Rockies are just 2 and 8 in their last 10, two teams going in different directions. I think we see another high scoring game. Small lean to the over. I also like Giants' first five minus a half because I do think the Giants will jump on Freeland early. Yeah, I, I agreed with you on this one. I wrote down the exact same thing that um, Freeland's been horrible at home. It's been a bit of a roller coaster for Freeland because he's had a couple of good starts thrown in there, but they have been on the road. Um, his real bad starts have been at home. Um, Webb's been giving up runs as well. He looked capable of giving up runs. I thought the 10 and a half was reasonable. We've seen some real high score and stuff uh, in Colorado recently. Uh, and I thought both both pitches could help us get us there. Um, it's not one of the more frightening numbers. Uh, we've seen a couple of 12s in the last week or so uh, in Coors Field. So 10 and a half seemed reasonable. Uh, and I thought that was okay taking the over there at uh, minus 105. Moonaf? Yeah, I agree with everything guys said. Uh, uh, Dylan hit the nail on the head about how... Kyle Freeland has struggled at home versus at uh, on the road so far. Uh, even if you go back past couple of seasons, his numbers have been atrocious on the road. Uh, sorry, at home. Um, I, I think that again for for if you want to bet this game, I agree with you guys about the over. I probably look at Giants team total to go over as well in this game. Um, I also do lean with the Giants because Kyle Freeland just really struggles, like you guys said, at Coors Field. So Giants for me and Giants team total, and I don't hate the over ten and a half either. Uh, if you want that minus 105, we are using the WinBet lines, uh, the title sponsor here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, make sure you use the uh, $50 to win 200 bucks promotion, uh, where a $50 bet gets you up to 200 bucks in free bets. Uh, the WinBet Casino also offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And don't forget to get involved in the same game parlays with the win zone, build your own bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet if they win, lose, or push the three or more leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Uh, if you listen to the NBA Gambling Podcast, Moonaf will tell you exactly uh, where to put that money as well. Uh, there's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Four seven double zero. The next game on the card is the Minnesota Twins at the Oakland Athletics. Sonny Gray goes for Minnesota, and Dalton Jeffries is the pitcher for Oakland. Uh, Minnesota are a minus one fifty-five uh, favorites. Oakland are the dogs at plus one forty. The overall under is seven and a half. Uh, Sonny Gray. Is 0-1 with a 3.68 ERA. Started just four games, had a delayed start, Sonny Gray. Only pitched 14 and two-thirds. Um, 20 strikeouts in that time. Jeffries is 1-6, a 4.84 ERA in seven games started. 36 and two-thirds, pitched 26 Ks. Uh, a whip of 158, which is up there. Um, Sonny Gray, obviously a premium pitcher on his day. Still not... Uh, fully stretched out. He's, he's managed four innings or thereabouts in his last two starts. We get lots of strikeouts, which is good. Um, 
Jeffries has been given up loads of hits, 23 hits in his last um, 16 innings pitched. Um, Oakland are terrible at home. They've got a record of 5 and 13. Um, so I was then looking for it, looking for an angle in. Um, Minnesota, I saw earlier, minus 145, a little bit too skinny, certainly too skinny now for me at one, minus 155. Um, we spoke to the uh, Sportsbook Consig yesterday, Dave Sharapan, who told us that the Twins uh, were good for the unders. I thought maybe uh, going off script a little bit that uh, Minnesota on the money line and under seven and a half um, might be a little better if you wanted to do something slightly more exotic, um, just with the with the two things I fancy being relatively skinny. So um, some combination of Minnesota money line uh, and the under, or if you're feeling maverick, uh, why not play them both? Um, what do you think, Munaf? Yeah, I was uh, just looking at Dalton Schultz. Uh, sorry, Dalton Schultz. Dalton. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Tight end, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Dalton <laughs> Jeffries uh, numbers here. Um, and Malcolm, you're right that he's, he's you know, we, I think we talked about this last week as well, where he's just given up a load to run. And he really hasn't made it past the fifth inning. I know he did that against the Angels at home last week where he uh, lost that game, even though 2 nothing. But he did face against his Minnesota Twins team back on May 8th, and uh, Minnesota was able to get four earned runs against him in five innings. So I think one way to probably attack it if you do like Minnesota is maybe look at for Minnesota first five innings money line or maybe a Minnesota first half – sorry, first five innings team total over. That probably number is going to be at two and a half with Jeffries on the mound. So I think that's the one way I would look at it. But I do like your pick about the, uh, the Twins here. Uh, Dylan? Yeah, I don't like to go against Dave, and he's right. The unders in the Twins game have been cashing a cash last night. Every game these two teams have played this under went under this number and have cashed. So I'm hoping it changes tomorrow. I'll take a stab at the over seven. We also we also have eight-mile-an-hour winds blowing outward to center field. I was able to get the opening line at seven. I set my line at 7.4. At seven and a half, I would lean under, but – at the seven I got, I would go over. Uh, fair enough. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, next. Sorry, I was mildly distracted there. I'm watching uh, Nottingham Forest three Sheffield United in the playoffs. Now, I was listening to you, though, Dylan. I promise. Uh, next up is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the LA Dodgers. Uh, Zach Davis goes for the D-backs. Walker Bueller goes for the Dodgers. We have lines of Arizona. Oh, big underdogs. Plus 230. Uh, the Dodgers are minus 260, over or under a set of eight. Uh, and this one, Moonaf, is over to you. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, I think this will be the last game of the series between these two teams, D-backs and the Dodgers. Uh, Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers and on the mound for the Diamondbacks, Zach Davies. I'll start with Zach Davies here. Um, he's 2-1 and one on the season so far, a 3.57 ERA, a whip of 1.19. He did face the Dodgers back on April 26th, where he did allow three earned runs over four innings and allowed four walks in that game. His numbers have been pretty good historically against the Dodgers over his career, but over his last three starts, he has given up three earned runs and two out of those three starts against the Dodgers. Um, and, but other than that, I mean, a 3.57 ERA for Zach Davies is pretty respectable, especially how he's kind of been over his career. But on the other side, I understand why this price here is at minus 260 or north of minus 250 for Walker Bueller. Um, he's having a great season again, four and one with a 2.81 ERA, a whip of 1.89. But the, the historical numbers that Walker Bueller has against the Diamondbacks, it, it's it's phenomenal. And I'll quickly mention them. So he's won four straight starts against the Diamondbacks, and he's only allowed two earned runs over 43 innings pitched in his last seven starts against the Diamondbacks. Wow. He did face them back on April 25th, where he threw a complete game three-hit shutout against his uh, Arizona Diamondbacks team. I think we're probably going to see that again. Um, obviously, you don't want to lay that 250 north of 250 price. Probably want to look at Dodgers' run line in this case, which probably is still going to be juiced. But I would probably, if you're really feeling froggy and you want to get behind this Dodgers team, I'm sure there's a lot of books out there that do offer the minus two and a half on the Dodgers, you want to bring that price even further down. Because like I said, uh, Bueller has been lights out. And I think that's still an understatement for what he's been able to do against a Diamondback. So um, look at the minus one and a half on the run line. And then possibly if you want to, you know, put a quarter of a unit or half a unit down on that minus two and a half for the Dodgers, I think they got the, I think they get the job done behind Walker Bueller against Diamondbacks team. 
Did you say two runs in 43 innings? Is that what Two earned runs in 43 innings over his last seven starts. I thought you said that. That's, in, that's incredible. Uh, yeah. The Diamondbacks have been relatively feisty in this series and they've thrown it away. They've thrown it away tonight as we speak. Uh, just before we came, we started recording. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking that the D-backs were 3-1 up. Uh, and on the verge of possibly um, holding on for a win. I've just clicked on the latest scores, sort of 15 minutes later, and it's 6-3 Dodgers in the same inning, the sixth inning. So uh, they've scored five runs there. And the Dodgers came from behind last night as well. So uh, the D-backs might be slightly demoralised by this tomorrow. Um, I wrote down Dodgers' run line. There was nothing else you really... Uh, only conclusions you could draw from this uh, unless Dylan's got something inspired for us, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, I thought I went far favoring the Dodgers at minus 230, but I'm seeing 290, 295, almost $3 with Bueller's saying at plus 240. I'll take another shot with the Snakes. The D-backs have played the Dodgers really competitive, and they've led for most of the first game. We talked about it before coming on air. They fought back and only lost by one crucial blow to them but all the games between these two teams they've been low scoring close games because of the pitching we've been seeing from both teams so maybe look at a first five under since both pitchers have had success against one another this season Bueller went a full game nine innings zero runs just three hits while Davies went four innings three runs on just four hits the D-backs they were able to win that game as well that they both faced off in so I think if the bats come alive a little for the Snakes they can put some pressure on the Dodgers and our line dogs so at plus 240 i'm gonna take the snakes again nice love it big dog big dog there might be another one coming up boys i don't want to spoil any surprises but uh it might be the evening of the big underdog uh next game cincinnati at cleveland is a 610 eastern first pitch tyler marley goes for the cincinnati reds and on the hill for the cleveland guardians is cal quantrill the lines are the red star plus 120 uh, Cleveland minus one thirty favorites over under is at seven and a half and Dylan Rockford is going to tell us all about it. Yeah, I like the Guardians here on the money line. I set them much higher than a m- minus one twenty. That's what I got it at the opening line. I still like it at a minus one thirty. I think we're getting good value here with the better pitcher and Cal Quantra. He's only making his third start at home. Both not terrible games. Over ten innings pitch, five runs given up. But he's been able to give the Guardians some length, going six innings in his last four starts, whereas Tyler Malley, he's only been able to go six innings just one time this year, and that was his last start against the Poopy Pirates. So early in the season, Molly, he's, he, he's faced the Guardian team, and he's only given up four runs in four innings. Uh, this is a good Guardian lineup, top 10 in all the major categories besides total runs. They're 11, so right on that top 10 edge. We also see 12-mile-an-hour winds blowing out to center so i think we see an over game as well but i'm gonna take the gardens to take care of business at home at a minus 120 i think that's great value here uh, if we ever do a gambling podcast for children dylan you can uh very much host it with your with your put me pirates in there uh Moon, you like what did that. you think of this game <laughs> oh i'm bringing Moon up, bringing Moon up both laughed out loud at that I think that shows you the level at which we're working, people. Let's be honest. No, it's we're just not talking that, about the highbrow humor. Dylan no, said, it, "Poop, make a moon up laugh." It's just me and me and Dylan, or at least <laughs> at least Dylan on the MLB pod. It's he's like he's sharp, like he's focused. He'll give you the numbers. He'll give you what he thinks. He's not gonna, you know, he doesn't have the nicknames <laughs> like Noah does. And when he throws in the poopy pirates, it caught me off guard, and I started laughing. <laughs> so, no, that's great. Um, I agree with everything Dylan said. Like, we really can't figure out who Tyler Molly is as a pitcher. Like, if we go back to last season, Malcolm and we and, and Dylan, if we kind of look at his his splits from last year, he was really good on the road and he was atrocious at home. Now he's still atrocious at home, and he's even worse at on the road so far this season. So, and Dylan said that he hasn't gone past six innings of sex for his last start against the Poopy Pirates. So, I, I like the Guardians pick. I like the over. And I, I really like, especially the Garden, Guardians team total, uh, first uh, five innings, and then also for the full game. If that's probably at two and a half or four and a half, you have to take the overs on those. And like, and it only helps that Dylan just mentioned that that wind is going to be blowing out at 12 miles an hour. So I, I love the handicap there. Um, I actually came down on the opposite side. I, I came down with Cincinnati. And, and for once, the early price has actually shifted in my favor. I wrote this down at plus 100. 
Uh, and I'm now seeing plus 120 about the Reds. Um, Marley's improving for me. Um, we did see a lot of money for him as the uh, one game, uh, maybe two starts ago. There was a lot of money shifted him, I think, on a pod that me and Noah did. Um, he's walking fewer batters. He's striking out more um, batters. He's just see- he seems to be on the improve. Um, I'm getting a little bit bored of Cal Cundell. I've kind of had my eye on him for for a few years. Him and uh, that little uh, little phalanx of Cleveland pitchers that you can put Savali and Plezak in there as well. Quantrill's been one of them. Um, sure. He got smashed last time against the Yankees. Um, I think Marlins just gets since he a win. They've been a lot more competitive of late Cincinnati. Uh, and I don't want to take, I'm not interested in Cal Quantrill. Uh, a plus 130, same as I wasn't interested in Zach Plezak last night, at like minus 160 or whatever it was. So uh, I'll take a little punt on Cincinnati uh, at a plus price, plus 120 for me. Uh, next, I will tell you all about um, Sleeper, is what I'm going to tell you all about. Uh, I assume you've got your fantasy league on there. If you don't, I don't know why not. Um, easily the best uh, fantasy football app. Um, move your league across there. It's fantastic. Um, absolute game changer. Uh, but now they've added a new facet to um, their product, which is a little over or under game. Dead easy to use. Um, pick some players that you like in your sport. Uh, pick some props, the over or under, baseball hits, basketball points, etc. And then choose your stake. And you can win from two to 20 times the money that you stake on those players. Uh, there's a really good chat feature. You can uh, get involved with all your cronies, um, chat a lot of shit in there, um, write your picks out together. You can copy your friend's picks with the tap of a button if you like them. Um, so download the Sleeper app and play the new over or under game. Um, if you join the listener group uh, on sleeper, uh, sleeper.com slash SGP, uh, Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. So join our squad, get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Um, you can also use the code um, sleeper.com SGP MLB, uh, which is specific to this show. And Sleeper will, like I say, match your first deposit up to $100. So sleeper.com slash SGP MLB. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, see Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, the next game is a 6-10 Eastern first pitch, which is the Houston Astros at the Boston Red Sox. Luis Garcia, uh, right-handed pitcher, goes for Houston. And Nick Bavetta goes for Boston. Uh, Houston are the favourites at minus 130. Boston plus 120. The over under is set at nine for this one. Uh, Garcia, three and one, 294 ERA, six games started, 33 and two thirds with 37 Ks and a 0.95 whip. Uh, Pavetta is one and four, a 508 ERA, seven games started, 38 and two thirds with 33 strikeouts. Um, Garcia started well and he's improving. He's another one who's on the improve for me. Um, Three earned runs in his last 18 innings pitched. He struck out nine batters twice uh, in those last three games. I favoured Pavetta last time and at Texas, uh, and he pitched really well. He was good. Um, he'd been very shaky before that, though. Um, I don't trust him um, to go back-to-back, particularly uh, to get this win. However, uh, say I had Houston earlier on at minus 155. They were too short at minus 155. I'll take Houston here. At minus one thirty, but I had wrote down my uh, official play was the under nine and a half. I think Garcia can pitch really, really well. Boston still on out the woods, even though they got a win last night. But I think um, Pavetta could uh, not blow up either. So I thought the under nine looks pretty big. Uh, so Houston um, on the money line, but also I would lean towards the under as well. Would be my two selections. Uh, Moonaf, it's a it's a half and half scarf uh, game for you. Houston Astros, Boston Red Sox. Who's it? pick your side? Yeah, I mean, we, we, I'll start with the Red Sox pitcher here, Nick Bavetta. Um, you know, he got off to a very, very shaky start at the uh, start of the season where he had a lot, at least four earned runs in his first three starts. And at the time, they're against, or still are against some, against some pretty good offenses, right? The Yankees in his first start in Yankee Stadium. He had the Twins and then uh, back-to-back start against the Blue Jays. But it seems like he's found some form here over his past three starts, at least. He's only allowed one earned run over his last two starts in 13 innings combined. The, the thing that kind of gives me pause about backing him now is that 
at least during this season so far, he struggled at home. I know he did have that one good start against the White Sox, but I think that was at a time where they had a lot of injuries and they finally got their guys back, have the White Sox. And, you know, Luis Garcia, he, he's been solid too. He just had one bad start against the Toronto Blue Jays at home. But on the road so far this season, he's been absolutely fantastic. He had four innings back in his first start against the Diamondbacks. He only gave up two earned runs against the Blue Jays in Toronto. In his last start, five shutout innings against the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota. So, you know, with the ERA of 1.20 at on the road so far this season, I have to lean with the Astros here. Um, and again, I agree with you. I probably do lead, lead towards the under in this game as well. Uh, Dylan, Houston, Boston, any strong feelings? Yeah, same thing, echoing everything you guys just said. I took the under nine and a half. I also, I did it last time. Uh, it was my lock. But it was just me and Munaf on a pod, and he advised me to take the first five under, and that cashed as well, four and a half. I'll probably do the same thing here, take the bullpens out. Like you guys said, the way these two teams just not been scoring that many runs. Pavetta, he actually did, like you guys said, he had a good start his last time at home against the White Sox. Garcia, he's been great at on the road at 120. ERA 15 innings. So I would do first five under four and a half and first five and then the full game under nine and a half as well. Okay. Uh, not one to overreact, but as we've been uh, handicapping that game, Alec Thomas has just hit a home run for Arizona. Uh, so I've immediately uh, picked him up in the yay DJ's fantasy league. Um, that's the way to do it. I'm, I'm playing Noah this week. I'm six to up. I know it's early in the week, but I've got a 16 lead. Uh, so Alec Thomas hitting a home run. I've just dived in and picked him up. Uh, he'll help me get over. I was I was looking to pick him up uh, and I kept forgetting. So it's uh, worked out quite handy for me that he's hit that home run while I'm sitting here staring at all this baseball stuff. Uh, so Alec Thomas is now on my side. Uh, the next game is the Washington Nationals at the Miami Marlins, which is a 6-4 Eastern First pitch, and this is Jojo Gray uh, for Washington and Pablo Lopez for Miami. Uh, Washington are plus 155 on the money line. Miami 170. Over or under is seven and a half. Moonaf lead us off. Yeah, like you mentioned, Josiah Gray on the mound for the Washington Nationals. Four and three so far this season, 4.34 ERA, a 1.31 whip. His last start against the Astros, he did give up five earned runs in the first inning, but he did settle in after that for the Nationals. I think he only gave up one more after that. He's been good on the road for the Nationals this season. Uh, surprisingly, he's 3-0 with a 1.65 ERA and a whip below one at .98. He did face his Marlins team earlier this season at home where he did give up four earned runs in five and two-thirds of an innings pitch. So it seems like if you want to back Josiah Gray, uh, it might be on the road here. But on the opposite side, it's Pablo Lopez, and he's 4-1 and so far. 1.05 ERA, a whip of 0.81. He's having a Cy Young caliber season. I mean, you know, there's no better way to put it. Uh, at home this season, he is 2-1 and one with a 1.50 ERA, a whip of 0.83. He did face the Nationals back on April 27th in D.C. where he threw six shutout innings and he only allowed three hits. But Lopez has won four of his last five starts against the Nationals where he's pitched 29 and one-thirds innings and only allowed four earned runs in that span. It's almost kind of like a junior mini-me version of Walker Buehler, like I talked about. So, um, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the under in this game. I, I do also like the Marlins um, behind uh, Pablo Lopez. Again, like I said, he's been absolutely fantastic. So, I do like the under and the Marlins in this game. Uh, Dylan, where did you get to on this one? Yeah, I was able to get the Marlins opening number at minus 140 on the money line. I also am going to take a oh. shot and take them on the run line at plus 150. He probably Munaf said it the best. Munaf, uh, Pablo Lopez is having an amazing year, and he should be in uh, consideration for Cy Young, deservingly so. He's been remarkable, especially at home. This national team can hit, but I also like his strikeout prop. In his last three games at home, he's had 11, 7, and 9. So I think we see a similar number out of him, especially with the success he's had against this national team. So I'm going to be all over the Marlins, and I'll also take uh, Pablo Lopez's strikeout prop, whatever comes out at uh, fair enough yeah there's nothing you need to add about Pablo Lopez I think the key to this game uh, was Jojo Gray and what we were going to see out of him um, he's got a 1.65 road ERA uh, in three game starts which said to me he's going to give you a chance uh, I do think that Miami will probably win uh, but I think uh, Gray will give you the chance of cashing this under and I think he can pitch well um, expecting 
Lopez to pitch well, but I think Gray can do similar. Uh, so under seven and a half for me at minus 120 was my selection. Uh, the next game is the San Diego Padres um, at the Philadelphia Phillies. Blake Snell uh, on debut uh, this season for the Padres, the lefty. Um, Zach Wheeler goes for the Phillies. Um, San Diego are plus 125, Philly minus 145. The over-under is set at eight. Uh, Dylan, take us through. Uh, how did you handicap Blake Snell here, man? Yeah, give me the Phillies minus one and a half at plus 140. I like to fade pitchers getting their first start in like the first month of the season, second month of the season. So, and for as bad as Wheeler's numbers have been, most of those starts have come on the road at home. He has a 193 ERA. Only five runs given up in 23 innings. Batters are only hitting a 195 off of him. They, they've been hitting the ball really well. The, I feel like the lineup has really woken up. They're averaging about seven and a half runs in their last five games. And at plus 140, I think, I think this is a bad spot for Blake Snell getting on the road against this Philly lineup. I think they really get to him. So I'm going to take Philly minus one and a half. Yeah, Snell's a tricky one. Even when you know what to expect, if you've seen him recently, he's always hard to handicap. He's a nibbler. I've written down. He just he just gets on my wig a little bit. Uh, I'm probably talking through my pocket actually for the last couple of seasons. So yeah, um, it'll be a watching brief for me. Um, Wheeler uh, had two good starts before the Dodgers got to him last time, but the Dodgers can get to anyone, so you can kind of let him off with that. Um, yeah, this was really tricky. Uh, I've got a great big question mark next to my handicap, uh, which isn't much help to anyone. Uh, Moonaf, have you got any pearls of wisdom on this one? No, I don't have anything for this game either, Malcolm. I know uh, this, is his, this is his first start for the season for uh, yeah. Blake Snell. So it's, it's probably going to be, I think, you know, wait and see, collect some data on Blake Snell, see how he looks, and then go from there. And um, I, if I had anything, I would probably just go with the Phillies. I just don't trust, or we don't even know how long Blake Snell is going to be out there for. So if anything, I think this is a, I think Dylan said it right. This might just be a bad spot going up against this Phillies lineup, which, you know, is pretty hitting pretty well right now. So uh, I would lean towards the Phillies, but not an official play. No problem. Uh, let me tell you about athletic greens and the AG one supplement uh, with one delicious scoop of AG one. You absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Uh, a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, things like that. Costs less than $3 a day. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit, at, visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Next is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch, which is the New York Yankees at the Baltimore Orioles. Garrett Cole. It's on the bump for New York. And Jordan Lyles goes for Baltimore. The New York Yankees are a minus 225 favourite. Baltimore are 2-1. to one. Overall under is set at 8. Um, Garrett Cole, 3-0, 2.95 ERA. Uh, started seven games, 36 and two-thirds pitched with 46 Ks, a whip of 1.12. Uh, Jordan Lyles is two and three with a 438 ERA. Uh, seven games, 39 in his pitch, 32 Ks. Um, Cole's been okay. Uh, he hasn't been stellar. Still, um, I think the Yankees probably expect a little bit better from him. Um, he's given up six hits, five hits, and five hits in his last three. Um, Jordan Lyles hasn't been terrible. He is capable of throwing in a good start here and there. He needs to keep his walks down. I think that's key. Um, his three games started at home, Jordan Lyles. He's uh, got a 1.93 ERA. Uh, Baltimore, a 9-8 and eight at home. Uh, I think you can see where I'm going with this, boys. Uh, I'll put up here Baltimore as the dogs at plus 200. Uh, also mm. on the run line at plus 110. Uh, plus price on the run line. 
Um, I think they can keep this close. They're going to win some games uh, against New York Yankees, so why not this one? Uh, give me the big dog, Baltimore Moonaf. Have I lost my marbles or can you see me pulling this off? Um, I will say this, that Garrett Cole has looked good, you know, recently, uh, at least over his last couple starts here. Um, I'm trying to quickly pull up his log here and see how it's been. I mean, it's, it's, if there is going to be a spot where you want to pick against the Yankees, it might be here because sometimes there's, we, we, we sometimes don't know what Garrett Cole you're going to get, right? Like his last outing, he did give up three earned runs to the, the Chicago White Sox, but really it's, been the offense that's been carrying the New York Yankees. Now, if you get a perfect storm of Garrett Cole not having a great outing and then the bats going cold, yeah, I can see that possibility. But at a at a at a, at a north of minus two dollar favorite on the road, that's something I can't get behind. And I understand your reasoning behind it. That, that plus one and a half is a good bet as well. So, um, gun to my head, I'd probably take that plus one and a half on the uh, Orioles. But right now, this Yankees team is just on another level right now for me. So, um, force lean plus one and a half for the Orioles. Okay. I nearly talked you into it, Moonaf. Uh, Dylan, have I, have I talked you around? No, I'm sorry. At, uh, oh, at, at minus one thirty, this is just at my number to take the Yankees on the run line. You know I mean, Garrett Cole, he's their ace and he's on the mound. I think we see another solid performance from Cole. Yeah, he's given up those runs in those last couple of starts, but he's been able to go six innings plus in four straight games. His strikeouts are high as well, so maybe look at another strikeout prop from Cole to go over. I just don't want to get ahead of this Yankee train right now. They're on fire. And the last four times these two, these two teams have played, the Yankees have covered the run line convincingly. So I think they do it again. I just don't think this is a good spot for them. So I'm going to back the Yankees. I do like the call that um, Dylan just made on the strikeouts for Garrett Cole, because if you kind of look at his game log or his history against the um, – against the Baltimore Orioles, he has actually won four of his last five starts dating all the way back to 2020 when he did join the New York Yankees. And he's had strikeouts of seven, 10, nine, 13, and seven against, um, against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. And that span, at least over his last four starts, he's only allowed two earned runs in about, let's see, 25 innings. So um, I think Dylan convinced me here. Sorry, Malcolm. I have to go to the Yankees as well. Minus one and a half. Okay, your funeral. We'll talk about this and you will carry me shoulder high uh, around the streets of Newcastle when I get this one right. Uh, next is a 7.07 Eastern first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. Marco Gonzalez, the lefty, gets the start for Seattle. And Kevin Gorsman, uh, the Toronto ace, uh, is on the bump for the Blue Jays. Uh, the odds are Seattle are plus 180. Um Toronto a minus 200. I think that's a third minus 200 dog uh, chalk that we've seen tonight. Over or under a set of eight. Uh, and Moon, after you've got this one under control, Seattle at Toronto. Yeah, like you mentioned, Marco Gonzalez on the mound for the Mariners. One and four so far this season, uh, 3.38 ERA. The whip is a little bit high compared to the ERA at uh, 1.53 for the whip. He did have a solid outing in his last start against uh, Dylan's Mets there. He has gotten into trouble on the road, though, this season where he does have an ERA of 4.20. And the ERA uh, is up a little bit on the road as well at 1.87 uh, for Marco Gonzalez. He has allowed at least two walks in his last three starts. Um, and he hasn't faced a Blue Jay since 2019. So, you know, this is a completely different lineup from obviously 2019 for the Blue Jays. Um, and then on the on the mound for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Kevin Gossman, like you mentioned, three and two with a 2.40 ERA. Whip that's right below one at 0.98. He has been solid so far for this for, uh, season for the Blue Jays. I think that he's been a, I think, a great replacement for the former Cy Young winner Robbie Ray. He's gone at least six innings in his last five starts and at least seven innings in three of those starts. He did face the Mariners last season in his first start uh, when he was with the Giants, and he only gave up one earned run in six and two thirds innings, innings pitched. The Mariners' offense is struggling a little bit over the last seven days. They've only scored about eighteen runs in that span. Um, I'm leaning towards a Blue Jay, sorry, Blue Jays run line here. I can't get behind a, a two dollar favorite, but um, if anything, I would I would go with the uh, Blue Jays run line here, Malcolm. Okay, uh, Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, you probably hear this before. Another shot here with the Mariners. Uh, 
I like the value we're, we're getting here. <laughs> um, both the money line and the run line. I made the Blue Jays a heavy favorite, minus one seventy. Kevin Gossman, he's really good, but to be over two dollar, two twenty favorite, it's kind of insane to me. And for how good this Blue Jay lineup is. They aren't hitting that much better than the Mariners. So yeah. the Blue Jays also don't hit lefties that great either. So at plus 200 and at minus 110 on the run and a half, I'll be on both here. Blue Jays, every, uh, Mariners, excuse me, on both. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I thought this was relatively tricky. Um, Gonzalez has been decent, um, but keeps taking the L. Um, walks have been a little bit of an issue. Um, and he's... 0-3 on the road uh, with a 4.2 ERA. Gosman's been fine. Um, Seattle, everything just points to the Blue Jays. Seattle is 7-13 on the road. Toronto 11-6 at home. I thought maybe, like you said, Dylan, that they, they haven't been hitting the lefties too well. So maybe an under. I did see an under 8.5, um, although that line might have shifted to 8. So 8.5 might be a good show, but yeah, um, I'll just leave this in, uh, in your two hands because there was nothing particularly uh, that inspired me here. Uh, IP Vanish um, are a sponsor here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. Um, without the added security of IP Vanish, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why at SGPN, we use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. So communications, passwords, private details, etc., even your physical location will be hidden. Uh, IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Use it on unlimited devices. Put it on your fire stick when you're watching the telly. Uh, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% of the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Uh, IP Vanish is easy to use. One tap of a button, you won't even know it's on. Rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. ipvanish.com slash SGP. Three more games to handicap, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 7.40 Eastern. Oh, hang on. Have I missed? Oh, I've done it again. Do you know what I always do? I miss the New York Mets out, don't I, boys? Because they're in the top corner, as I explain every second episode. Uh, the next game is the 7-10 Eastern uh, game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Mets. Uh, Jordan Hicks goes for the cards and Max Scherzer goes for the Mets. Uh, the Mets are a minus 200 uh, underdog, another a fourth of the day. Uh, St. Louis plus 180 over under set at seven. Uh, Dylan, the New York Mets are your team, so you can tell us if they're going to win or lose this one. Yeah, I just needed any sort of plus price on the run line to take Scherzer, and I was able to get a plus 105. So I'm going to be on the Mets run line here. The last time Scherzer went up against this Cardinals lineup, I think about a week or two weeks ago, seven innings, just two hits, no runs, 10 strikeouts, and that was on the road. Now he's back home where I think he's a little more comfortable behind the fan base. And five out of the seven games he pitched, the Mets have won more by more than two runs. So I love this plus price. I think we'll see a strikeout prop again. I do like the over seven and a half. I think that's where you're going to see it land at. That's usually where uh, Scherzer's strikeout prop is. I would lean over depending on the juice, but I'm going to take Scherzer's strikeouts, and I'm also going to take Mets on the run line. Okay, uh, Moonaf, what did you make of this? Yeah, not much there. Like, uh, Dylan hit everything on the net there. Uh, Max Scherzer on the mound. I mean, you, the strikeout props are always going to be there, so I think that's one thing I do want to target for him. Um, and again, uh, Jordan Hicks is probably going to be in a spot, uh, or sorry, a, a uh, uh, bullpen start here for him. I know he's been going a little more innings, um, and they're trying to transition him into the starting rotation there, but um, – I just think that this is going to be a spot where, you know, uh, the Mets just come out and play well and Scherzer pitches well as well. So I'm going to get behind the Mets as well with uh, Dylan. Yeah, I think uh, Hicks managed maybe to go five or get into the fifth, certainly yeah. last time. Mm -hmm. um, Hicks has been consistent. Um, he's had pretty similar lines, actually, in all of his starts. He's normally good for two or three earned runs. Uh, Scherzer had a couple of dodgy starts before getting back on track 
last time. I thought this was a good over, especially at low number seven. The Mets have been hitting okay. Um, the cards do have that feisty lineup. Um, I thought both pitchers could maybe contribute um, and uh, a little play on the over seven uh, at minus 110 was the pick for me. Uh, now we can get to the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Chicago Cubs, which is a 7.40 Eastern uh, first pitch. This game, it's the live YouTube game, actually, if you uh, if you want a little bit of live baseball tomorrow night. Uh, Mitch Keller goes for Pittsburgh and Drew Smiley. We had a lot of Smiley and Miley action last night. Well, Smiley's back again, uh, the left-handed pitcher for the Cubs. Obviously being pushed back a day because we handicapped him. Uh, last night uh, for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the Pirates are plus 140. Uh, the Cubs are minus 155. Um, I do not have any uh, overall unders for this one. Um, they've been removed or might not have yet uh, be, been published. Uh, probably something to do with that that little pitch and change for the Cubs. Um, Keller is on five, six, six. Sorry, go on, Munaf. I was just saying it might be the win factor as well that they probably want to wait to see what direction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget. About, we have this conversation every week. That's something else I forget about. Uh, yeah, they often don't go up late. This uh, wild uh, Wrigley Field wind that this happens. Um, Keller is 0 and 5, 661 ERA, um, 32 and two thirds, 26 strikeouts. Uh, Smiley is 1 and 4, um, 364 ERA, at 6. Game started 29 and two thirds and 21 strikeouts. Um, Keller's been smashed up his last twice, uh, both against Cincinnati. Um, I wrote down no thanks next to Keller. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion of what, what I wanted to do with him. Um, Spilly is giving up lots of hits. Um, he was poor last time at Arizona. This was just a horrible game to handicap. You didn't want to take either side or either pitcher. Um, so I was looking for an angle. The Cubs have won three in a row, uh, but you don't want to take the Cubs at minus 155 either. So I just wrote down no bet at some point. I've got to draw the line, and this was minging. Uh, so no bet for me, Moonaf. Have, uh, have you got anything else to add? No, I mean, yeah, at minus 155 beyond the Cubs. I mean, I can't get behind that either. And then Pirates, I mean, we talked about it. The poopy Pirates, like Dylan said. Um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, give anything here. I, I don't have anything for this game. I'll pass this as well. Uh, okay. Dylan, what have you got? Yeah. Small lean on the Cubs. I got the opening line at minus 145. Uh, it's still a little high for my liking. It's not terrible, but I do think they have the pitching advantage with Smiley on the mound. Mitch Keller, he's a disaster, especially on the road. I can't back him. Uh, I do see uh, the the winds are blowing horizontal right now. I'm looking at <laughs> Wrigley Field, and it's like around nine miles blowing towards like the right. So don't want to touch the total. It's sitting at seven and a half, I see. But I see the run line for the Cubs at plus 140. That looks very cute. That looks very entertaining. So I'll probably take a stab there. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Uh, if you want to take anything, a plus 140 run line um, on a pretty uninspiring-looking matchup. Uh, the next game's better. Um, the LA Angels and the Texas Rangers are at 8 5 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Shohei Otani goes for the Angels, and Dane Dunning is on the hill for the Texas Rangers. The Angels are a minus 145 favourite. Texas plus 130 over under at seven and a half. Uh, Moon after take us away. Yeah. Um, Shoy Otani, like you mentioned, on the mound for the Angels, uh, pitching really well again so far this season. Three and two, 2.78 ERA, a 0.96 whip for Otani. Uh, he did face the Texas Rangers uh, this season, which was his only bad start so far this year. He only went three and two thirds of an inning, gave up six earned runs off of six hits. Um, did allow two walks in that game as well. So, you know, maybe some revenge here for uh, Shoei Otani against his team uh, back in Texas again. Um, but other than that, I mean, he's been pitching very well. On the other side, like we mentioned, Dan Dunning, uh, he's been he's been okay. He he did have one bad starting in his last start. So far in the season, he's one and two with a four point zero six ERA, a one point two five WHIP. The strikeouts are there for him over his last five, sorry, his last four starts. He's had at least five strikeouts um, in, in each of those starts. And he's faced some pretty good offenses this season. I mean, if you kind of look at it, 
He's faced uh, the Red Sox in his last start. He faced the Yankees, the Braves, the Astros, the Mariners, the Angels, and the Toronto Blue Jays. And at their best, those are some of the best offenses in the American League. So um, it, it seems like he's turned really turned around from what he was last season, um, especially at home so far this year where he's three, uh, sorry, he's uh, 3.97 ERA with a 1.15 whip. Um, I feel like this might be a spot where the public is going to get behind the, uh, the angels here where they see, okay, Otani's on the mound. Um, it may be a case where I just kind of want to be contrarian here and just take the Rangers plus one and a half at minus one thirty-five. I can get behind that. Um, but I, I don't want to get behind the Otani price at minus one forty-five, especially when he had a bad start. Uh, against the Texas Rangers team uh, uh, back on, I think it was May or April, where he did give up those six earned runs, Malcolm. So I, I lean with the Rangers plus one and a half. Okay. Uh, bit of a dog there for Munaf. Uh, this was really tricky. I, I thought that the the lines were just about spot on when I handicapped this, but I saw that the, the over and under then was at eight. Um, so the seven and a half, I think I think I could get on board slightly with the over here. So Otani's been slightly worse on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, still good, don't get me wrong. Uh, but 324 on the road. Um, Dunnett was bad last time out against Boston. Um, I thought the Angels were just a bit too short at minus 145, like Moonaf just said. I thought the un- over-under was just right at eight, but it's seven and a half. I can take that. So I'd written down no bet. I'm going to pivot uh, and I'll take over seven and a half. Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, another spot where the money line is just a little too juicy for my liking. But at one four, at minus one forty five, I'll back Otani. The Angels they failed me in the opening game. Syndergaard got hammered. Uh, I think the first game was an outlier. The Angels are just a better team right now. They hit better. They're more of a complete team in my opinion. The Rangers they're twenty eighth in the league against righties. I think they're going to have a hard time hitting Otani. So I like Otani and the Angels to bounce back here. So I'll take them on the money line. Small lean for me. Okay, uh, last game of the day, uh, a game that between two teams who have played today. The White Sox have beaten the Royals uh, three nothing. That game's uh, completed while we've been chatting here. Uh, it's at eight ten. Eastern first pitch tomorrow. It's Lucas Giolito for the Chicago White Sox and Zach Greinke, um for the Kansas City Royals. Um, that's actually a pitching change from what I handicapped earlier on. I don't know what you boys have got. I had uh, Vince Velasquez about five hours ago. Um, so that's going to cock my uh, my handicap right up. Uh, the White Sox are minus 165. Uh, the Royals are plus 150. Overall under at seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, what have you got for the White Sox at the Royals? Did you have uh, did you have Velasquez or have you updated to Giolito? Yeah, so in the beginning in the morning, I saw Vince Velasquez and like about an hour, maybe two hours ago, they changed him to Giolito. But I like Giolito and the White Sox here. Um, I don't want to back them at minus 160, but I'll take them in the first five. I also like the first five under because Granke, he's done a good job against his White Sox team already. Giolito, he was he's been stellar on the road. I do think we see a lower scoring game, but I favor the White Sox a little more with their bats. They picked it up a little. It was tough to find some value in this one, but I do like their White Sox first five minus a half. Uh Munaf, White Sox at Kansas City. Yeah, echoing what what uh Dylan just said there that Zach Grinke definitely a better pitcher at home. Uh, compared to what he's been doing on the road. I mean, his last four starts have all been on the road. He was in Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, then his last start again in uh, Coors Field where he did get up, roughed up a little bit where he did allow five earned runs in four and two-thirds inning. But uh, so far this season at home um, uh, for the Kansas City Royals, he has a 2.25 ERA with a whip of 1.19. Shockingly, the whip is up higher uh, on at home than it is away, but it's ERA on the road so far is 4.43. I agree about the under here. I, I'm more comfortable with taking uh, an under with Grinky at home uh, with the Royals and Lucas Giolito. Like you mentioned, he, he's been pretty good so far this season. Um, prone to giving up the long ball a little bit over his last three starts. He's allowed at least two home runs and two out of those three starts. So I think that if he's able to keep the ball in the ballpark and and you know get some flyouts instead of those balls leaving the park, I think this is a game where he can go under. Uh, I'll lean. I'll lean with the White Sox here as well. And I do love the under in this game too. 
Yeah, I'm going to call an audible and co-sign all these unders. I've actually, because I'd handicap Velasquez, so I can put a line through that. Um, but my handicap with Grenke, I, I was actually going to take uh, uh, Grenke and Kansas City on the money line uh, against Velasquez. I'm not going to do that against Giolito. Um, I was happy to put a line through the last Grenke start at Colorado. Um, he's had three consecutive road games, um, so we'll be happy to get back home. Uh, Grenke, where he's got a 2.25 ERA. Uh, so I was actually favouring Grenke at home. Um, slight change now, obviously, with the pitching change, but um, that means I can pivot to this little first five under um, between uh, the, the YouTube boys have already given out. So, yeah, I'll co-sign all of that. That fits in uh, quite nicely uh, with the handicap that I'd already done. Um, so, gentlemen, we have reached the, uh, the end. We've handicapped 15 games there, and it is lock and dog time. Uh, we'll let the youth team go first. Moving off, Dylan, uh, give us your lock and dog. All right. For my lock, I'm actually going to go with a total. We spoke, it's uh, half of Munaf's favorite teams, Red Sox and, and uh, Astros. I'm going to go under nine and a half here. I mean, the, both of these teams are just having a tough time scoring runs. Both teams have gone under this number four of their last five. Luis Garcia on the road has been stellar, like we said. And, and Nick Pavetta, hopefully he's turned it around. He had a good start against the White Sox last time at home. Hopefully we get another one. I'm going to take under nine and a half runs as my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to take the Marlins on the run line at plus 150 to beat the Nationals. I just think they have the pitching advantage with Pablo Lopez on the mound. He deserves to be in the Cy Young conversation. He's been remarkable. And I I just think they, they have the better they, they might not have the better bats than the Nationals, but I think Pablo Lopez could do a good job of limiting the Nationals. And hopefully we get a couple runs from like guys like Jazz Chisholm and stuff like that. So I'm gonna take the Marlins to win by two or more runs at plus one fifty on the run line. Okay. Total and a run line for Dylan. I like that mixing up a little bit. Uh, Moonaf, what have you got? Yeah, I'm also going to go with the total here as my lock. Um, and it's going to be in that game that we talked about with the Reds and um, the Guardians. And I, I like the Guardians team total to get over four here. It's even at plus money over on win bed. And we talked about the struggles of, of Tyler Male, um, especially on the road so far this season, where he has an ERA of 6.50, whip of 1.5. And I think this might be another game where he struggles. I mean, in his last two starts against uh, the Pirates, he did allow two earned runs uh, in, in those uh, two starts. But prior to that, against the Brewers, he gave up four. He gave up three to the uh, Padres, two to the Cardinals. And this was all within five innings. So I think that they can also get to that bullpen a little bit. That's one of the worst, again, in the entire MLB. So at four at plus money, I'll take the Guardians team total over there. Um, for my dog, I was going to go with the Marlins. Like um, Dylan said, I love that, especially at plus 150. I'll give you another one. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, Braves money line at plus 120 against Corbin Burns in the, in the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, Freed has been really good on the road so far this season for, um, for, for the, for the Atlanta Braves. He's been good against uh, the uh, Atlanta Braves, sorry, against the Milwaukee Brewers as well this season. They did match up, like I mentioned, when we were handicapping the games uh, where he had an absolutely outstanding outing against them. So I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, the Braves plus 120 as my dog of the day. Okay. Um, your luck's going to lose, Moonoff, unfortunately, which is uh, bad news for you. But, you know, uh, nothing much I can do about that. Um, I've got double... Uh, Double lock, unfortunately. I got Houston Boston uh, at under nine and a half. I actually picked it at under eight and a half. So I am delighted to be gifted another run. Uh, yeah, all the reasons Dylan spelled out. I think that'll go under nine and a half. Hopefully, Pavetta can hold it together. And for me, Doug, let's go for the jackpot. Baltimore Orioles plus 185. Um, John Lyles capable of throwing in a good start. Baltimore's home record is okay some point, the Yankees are going to get beat, so let's make it tomorrow. Uh, I'll take Baltimore at plus 185. Is that uh, Moon off? Tell me some NBA stuff. Um, the Utah Jazz still winning. Well, why, why did you say my log is going to lose tomorrow? I'm kind of uh, because I picked Cincinnati and well, the under. 
Oh, okay. Well, that means you're going to lose. Sorry. So. <laughs> no, don't look so sad. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, NBA, <laughs> yeah, we have... face thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I thought I missed something in the handicap there, but um, I'm sure we'll talk about that offline. No, uh, sorry, your Utah Jazz <laughs> were probably the worst team in the postseason so far. Um, maybe oh, after goodness. the Brooklyn Nets, but... Um, yeah, we have conference finals starting off uh, tonight. As, uh, sorry, the Eastern Conference, Miami and Boston. Uh, we did the preview for that yesterday with myself, Scott, and Terrell. So if you haven't gotten to that, get to that. And then tomorrow we're doing the Western Conference uh, finals preview and game one preview. That's on Wednesday. And we're going to have a special guest, uh, Ariel Epstein, on that show with us. So uh, she's going to be oh, back on wow, with me. Nice. Um, so definitely look out for that one as well. Uh, Dylan, you got anything going on? No, just hopefully the Mets could win this uh, game day. Mark, uh, <laughs> Paul Goschman hit a home run, so it's 3-1 bottom eight guy on first. But, yeah, just going to sit back, uh, probably have another Coors. You know, I'm a big Coors guy. Uh, Going to have a Coors and just sit back and wait for Champions League final in a couple of weeks. Uh, good times. Uh, yeah, I'll direct you to, to keep your eyes peeled for my Preakness stakes. Um article which will be out maybe Thursday or Friday uh, and then I'll be having a chat with Sean and Ryan. Hopefully we can get something over the line this time after the uh, 72 to 1 sh- long shot that took down the Kentucky Derby last Malcolm, week. Malcolm, um, yes. uh, the pre- Preakness is in Baltimore and I'm in Maryland right now so it's only about 10 minutes down the road. I, I think I might go. Tickets aren't that expensive. I need a horse though. Oh mate, I'll, uh, I'll make sure that I pay for everybody's day out there, and that's not a problem. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, cheers, Dylan and Muna. Thank you very much. Um, usual place, like rate, review. Uh, it all helps. Um, good luck with your MLB gambling. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>